Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm Matt Moderno. Just another pod here following up on the Michael Winger hire as team president or, or sorry, president of monumental basketball operations. So team's president, I guess, is probably uh, better to include the plural in there since he has the Capital City Go-Go and Washington Mystics under his purview as well. I got Troy Halbert joining me today. We're going to get into some of the more recent reporting about Winger and his ability to have full autonomy here and the authority to do whatever he wants with the roster and whether we actually buy that and that Ted Leonsis will will let him totally reshape things and start over, uh, you know, remains to be seen. So we're going to get into all that. I will also talk about just sort of this number two position under him, whether it's an EVP or a general manager or whoever, you know, they hire and what title that they are willing to give them. So uh, is it somebody inside the current, you know, Wizards front office? Is it somebody external? We're going to talk about all those things. So, uh, yeah, Troy is really uh, plugged in all this stuff, so I think he's going to offer some great perspective, and I think we'll just have a, a good basketball conversation, and we'll just keep you posted as more things break uh, with this sort of general story, and we'll just keep providing perspective that fans want to hear. As always, we're brought to you by Stateside Vodka and their Surfside Hard Iced Teas, Hard Lemonades, Hard Half and Halves, uh, all delicious. You can't go wrong either way. Again, it really is that time of year, so uh, run out and get one if you're in the DMV area. Also brought to you by uh, Bet Online. BetOnline is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider wagering needs from NBA, MLB, NHL, UFC, golf, boxing, all that good stuff. It's the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino games, and they're available to play right from your home. Get in on the action today and join uh, from the website or use uh, your mobile device to join and, and get the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Cool. With that, let's get to my conversation with Troy Halliburton. All right, I'm pleased to be joined by Troy Halliburton. Troy, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, Matt. I'm always uh, glad to come on the Believe in Wizards podcast and, and talk basketball with you because I've like you are one of the astute people amongst Wizards Twitter who actually wants to look at the macro picture of everything that's going on. So I appreciate that, man. Pleasure. The pleasure is literally all mine. I think we're all in, in rough shape here if I'm on the high end of anything with regards to this fan base, but I will certainly take the compliment. Uh, the Wizards, since we last talked, have a new person running their organization the last time you were here we talked about you know tommy shepherd gming for his job and uh lo and behold that trade deadline that didn't lead to a playoff berth uh ends up being the thing that let him go so i think this is kind of a perfect follow-up conversation here i guess just what's your initial reaction to the hiring of michael winger i think that the michael winger hire was uh a very good thing from Taylor and the whole uh, monumental sports uh, entity as a whole, mm. because when you look at uh, he came in as he's coming in as the president of basketball operations, 
of monumental basketball. And so when you look at his background, uh, this is a guy who uh, went to law school. Uh, he he came through working. He's a salary cap expert guy. Like there are so many, like when you talk about the job responsibilities when it comes to running uh, NBA franchises, there are a lot of uh, different things that people have to be responsible for. And I think that he covers the basis of a, a lot of things that the Wizards need right now. He's a salary cap expert. Like the Wizards are seven million dollars under the salary cap right now, right. heading into this season. So this is a guy who's going to be able to uh, look and evaluate the position that they are in, and try to figure out a way to get them out of this hole. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a good hire overall because this is a guy. Like I said, he came from the Cavaliers. He went to Oklahoma City, and then he went to the Clippers. And when you look at the winning percentage, while he was with all of these organizations, like these were winning organizations. Yeah. And so I think that when you look at it from uh, a vacuum, from that perspective, like this was a, a great hire for the Wizards. I think he hit on something that that really I hadn't thought of there, too. It's just not only did he come from three good, productive, successful front offices, Danny Ferry, Sam Presti, and Lawrence Frank are three very different guys, and they run teams three very different ways. So I think this guy got sort of a breadth of experience that, you know, most people that are just like, oh, I was the assistant GM somewhere probably aren't going to have. And and I think that's really helpful going into this job because he's now seen multiple ways to get the job done and hopefully can apply whatever one of those approaches, you know, most suits this particular situation. It's not just like, shoehorning in like this is how i do things and and hoping that it works that way yeah i think that when you look at just as far as like the organizational structure of nba franchises this is a guy who can come in and be a ceo Mm -hmm. and so being in that position a part of leadership is being able to know what you do well and what you don't do well and being able to delegate tasks to others and entrusting and people who are below you to, to, to do good work. And so I think that this is a guy who is going to be able to evaluate all of those situations and put the wizards on the right track towards success. I think one of the sort of immediate criticisms I saw from people that didn't like the move was that he's not air quotes, a basketball guy because he didn't play somewhere. He's just a lawyer, you know, that sort of thing. But I I think what you just said is, is perfect and an explanation for why I don't think that matters for the role he's going to be in. Like, I think you want him being the macro guy, and then you can have somebody under you that's the, the air quotes, basketball guy with those relationships. And to me, it's, I, I don't need the former player and I don't need a Magic Johnson to come in or I don't need it to be an agent. Like, just just find guys that have complementary skill sets. So I think what you said there sort of makes sense. And I think that's been some of the the rumored stuff out there is that it you know maybe the likely guy he hires as a gm is somebody that's kind of more air quotes a basketball guy i guess any sense for who that uh you know position might be or who the front runners are at this point in time well i think that that i think that uh when you look at that i think that it's a very loaded question that I, like, because i think that there are a lot of different outcomes that can happen mm-hmm. i think that if you were looking at if they were to hire a general manager just to come in for the Wizards, I think the front runners right now would be Dawkins from OKC mm-hmm. and Brett Greenberg. Yep. And I think that Dawkins would probably have the advantage right now because this is a guy that uh, Winger is handpicking. Mm-hmm. But Brett has an advantage because he's been with the Wizards 
and he knows his business, you know, as far as just as much as, you know, as the next guy. Like, this is a guy who is very talented. Like, there are there are organizations who are trying to get him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when you look at uh, as far as the GM position, I think that you'd have to look at those two candidates as the uh, primary front runners right now. But I think that Winger is going to have the autonomy to do whatever he wants to do. So, like, I mean, Brett could end up right now. Brett uh, Greenberg is the assistant general manager. Like, next week, he could be a VP of basketball operate. He could be a V, like, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, Dawkins could come in and he could be, like, I think that the corporate structure is set up in a way where we really just have kind of have to see how it plays out and and really entrust uh, Michael Winger to be able to to go out and delegate all of those tasks and responsibilities to capable uh, and worthy candidates. That's a that's a great point too. That this isn't just like you know like the corporate world where it's a CEO and then you know like these guys below them in, in sort of a more typical structure. Like these teams all have sort of malleability and flexibility about who does what in what roles. Like not every NBA team looks the exact same in the construction of their front office. So. Uh, for anyone not familiar with Will Dawkins, uh, he's been in Oklahoma City under Sam Presti. He started as a video guy, did some scouting work, director of college player personnel for a couple of years, and then uh, VP of Identification and Intelligence. It's an interesting title. I don't think I've ever heard from from somebody before. And then most recently was the VP of Basketball Operations. So could come in and be executive VP of, of basketball operations and get a promotion and a money raise, but somebody else could still be the general manager. I, th- I think that's a good point. Um, so so maybe you end up with both these guys. I actually like the idea of somebody with some track record here. I know everyone wants to clear house for the most part. I'm kind of okay with that in a lot of, you know, a lot of ways, but it doesn't have to be everybody. If there is somebody that's good and winger can identify like this guy works for me or provides a skill set we don't have. I'm not opposed to keeping somebody with some sort of track record in the organization or at least historical context. Like, hey, just so you know, this thing didn't work out with this guy because like, I I think that's valuable sometimes in a situation like this. Yeah, I mean, I think that and and when you look at like uh, corporate structure, like a lot of that has to do with like carryover, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that like Brett Greenberg has kind of instilled himself as a valuable asset to monumental basketball and the things that he brings to the table. And so, like I said, like I, under no circumstance do I see like them just letting him go. So whether that be somebody else comes in over top of him, or maybe these people are on the same uh, structure level. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think that there is a a lot to be said about, you know, him having been here, having (laughs) gone to the bubble with this team, like being in the scouting department, being like, as far as like, just knowing everything, the landscape of monumental basketball, I think that's an, an invaluable thing. And so I think that he's going to, Brett Greenberg is going to be here. And so, you know, if Winger wants to bring in Dawkins, I think that, you know, that's just an added bonus mm-hmm. on top of, you know, the this uh, structure that they're trying to build. You know, when you look at just, uh, you know, four or five years ago, the Wizards probably had the fewest amount of staff members when it comes to everybody that is in basketball operations and just working around the team. And so I, you have more smart people who are just, you know, just kind of adding into the gumbo. I think that, you know, it's a good thing for uh, Washington Wizards basketball. 
I guess the question is, uh, will Ted want to pay that? He's presumably paying Tommy some amount of money right now. He's now paying Michael Winger probably more than he was paying Tommy. Will he want essentially two guys that could get GM jobs and probably want raises or at least title promotion? So I think that maybe is is sort of the question here. Honestly, um, Ted Leonsis is trying to buy the Washington Nationals, so I don't think he's thinking about this. Yeah. I, I think like this, like yeah. it's it's not a problem that I think he's thinking about right now. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, hey, Winger, you've got the keys. Go do it. Go figure it out. We'll make it work. I hope that's that's actually preferred from my perspective. If uh, he's staying out of it, Troy, what's Brett's like background? Like a lot of these guys, you hear about like, oh, he's he's a scouting guy, or he's a draft guy, or he's a salary cap guy. Like, what's kind of his forte? I guess, or an analytics guy, or a basketball guy. Like, I just don't know enough about his sort of specific background. If if you're familiar there, I think he's a basketball guy. Okay. And so when you look at it, uh, everybody, you know, talks about the brotherhood of Duke University. Mm-hmm. And he come he came from that structure okay. as far as Duke basketball. So, like I said, his connection. Was he a are, player there? Troy? No. He, oh, uh, manager, I, believe he was a, I believe he was a team manager. Okay. And uh, he he ended up working through. But, like, he he came yeah. under that structure. He's under in the family. Yeah. Sure. And so and he came to D.C. Like, I, th- I believe his first job out of uh, graduating from Duke was working for the Wizards. Mm. And this is a guy who has worked his way up within the organization. And like I said, he's not a, a stats guy, analyst guy. Like he, he's a basketball guy. Mm-hmm. Like I've had basketball conversations. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He knows he's able to evaluate players. Like he, he's able, he, he has put in the work. Mm-hmm. Like that is requisite of anybody who is an up and comer uh, as far as league executives. Yeah, and that that's great perspective too. So I think maybe, you know, you can find somebody that that complements his skill set as well. Like, hey, he brings this thing. Maybe, maybe we will pro- promote somebody in the analytics department. I, I don't know. It seems like some of what we've heard is that maybe uh, analytics had not been heavily valued. Like someone tweeted this until at- Brett came along, and that's the thing. So yeah. he's kind of the guy who has been uh, putting those things in the forefront. Mm-hmm. Like, like he he I literally. I would walk around uh, uh, the arena at Wizards games and he would have a notebook like this big, just always just having a notebook. I'd be like, yo, what's in the notebook? My guy, like, <laughs> yeah, you know like I just started kind of talking to him about different things. So this, he knows his stuff. Yeah. Like he, he is a basketball guy. So he's not an analytics guy. He's not a scouting guy. He's not an international guy. He's a basketball guy. And so I think that when you, when, when you talk about being able to, uh, learn from like whatever we want to say about Ernie Grunfeld and Tommy Shepard when it comes to knowing the business, making sure that your owner is happy. Those guys knew what they were doing. Yeah, for sure. And so he learned from that. But I also think that he has his own perspective that is separate from mm-hmm. what Ernie and Tommy brought. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want to stay employed, right? That's not a terrible thing. And and you can only do what you can do to provide your input. So I think the decisions of people above you don't necessarily speak for your, you know, your your track record or your experience. And that's the same thing for Michael Winger. Like, we'll have to find out, like, you know, what what kind of guy he is as he goes here. I think when Dean Oliver got fired, I got a couple of tweets that were like, thank goodness we need to get these stats nerds out of the front office. The Wizards seem to care way too more about that. And I push back that that's like, really had been like a shortcoming for this organization until, like you said, until pretty recently. Uh, They had the smallest like stats department in the NBA. Like actually they didn't even really have like its sort of own separate 
uh, group until a couple of years ago. Like people like Dean were here for a short amount of time and moved on. So I actually wouldn't mind somebody that if if Brett is the one promoting bringing in analytics people, I'm I'm all good with that at this point. I think you need a balance of those things personally. Yeah, and so this is another thing uh, when I can give my perspective from a, a like a grassroots on the ground perspective. Like, I don't think that Dean Oliver, I think that he was a guy who had a lot of cachet when his name came in as far as a guy who is known for his analytics and things that he has done in the basketball analytics community. I just never saw him being able to ingratiate himself within the Wizards basketball culture. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like that doesn't mean that he doesn't know what he's talking about or know what he's doing. I just think that sometimes like, you know, when you have these corporate structures, like, I don't think that he was able to ever feel comfortable and be able to do what he envisioned himself doing with the Wizards. That especially seemed like the case with with the coaching staff changeover, right? Like when you change head coaches and he's a hair, like a holdover, I think that's, you're also kind of doomed, you know, at, at that point too. Uh, just staying on the stats thing, I, I've said this on the show before, but like on draft night, we were sitting in the media room and some of the air quote stats people came in and got some food and hung out like while the wizards were about to make their pick. And it said something to me that like, you know, they weren't like locked in the war room with everybody else, you know, during the first half of the lottery like that. Uh, it was like, yeah, we've kind of made our recommendations and we're good here. To me, I'd want, hey, they've got the spreadsheets up and I can quickly look at it if something happens in real time and you've got to pivot. Uh, it, it just didn't seem like that was maybe as emphasized as it should be. Yeah, I think, I mean, we this, we're this we teetering a line where we're kind of getting into like the uh, the Bill Simmons, like body language doctors, like, you know, like we can look into, you know, that and, you know, draw our own uh, assumptions. But at the end of the day, I feel like overall, like the, the Wizards, when the last four drafts they had, I, I think that they could have done better. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they're, they, they were in a position, the Wizards were in a position where they needed to hit on yeah. One of the picks, at least like they needed to do something. Sure. And I feel like they kind of just like did the status quo. They did just enough work to not get fired, but not enough work to, I don't know, try to make a difference. Yeah. But I think that all starts at the top because Tommy Shepard never had a plan. He never dictated what it exactly he envisioned he wanted the Washington Wizards to look like. And so that all kind of trickles down. And so, like, when you look at last year's draft, like, I tweeted out before the draft that they were going to draft Johnny Davis. And I, because I think that they got caught up in, you know, this vacuum of, okay, we need a guard, a combo guard, point guard mm-hmm. guy. Dyson Daniels is not going to be there. We're drafting Johnny Davis. And so, when you, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what the dynamics of, though, I wasn't in the room, who was arguing for this person, who was arguing for that person. But I do know that. Overall, I think that uh, from a basketball operations standpoint, the Wizards as an organization just really didn't look at the bigger picture in a Mm. way that was conducive for pushing the movement forward. Yeah, there was no translatable success from this broad notion of a middle build. Uh, And and that's not that's still not a plan. So which. Should give people some comfort that we've now heard it sort of reported that Winger will have to, I, I think Josh Robbins had this for the athletic, uh, Winger will submit 
a five-year plan for Ted Leonsis for approval, and then update that plan after each year. Uh, I think that's interesting. I'm, I'm curious if is is that a thing we that should even care means, about as fans? Does that, that mean anything? That report or that it means absolutely nothing because at the end of the day, like that's like yo, oh my mom told me I can't go outside and play unless I did some book reports. Because uh-huh. it's like yeah, whatever it is that you're gonna do to like that doesn't mean anything. Like put in the work, do the work. Like and the thing is, this is not gonna be like a a, a quick 180 turnaround. Like he's gonna have to. Michael Winger's gonna have to put in a lot of work, mm-hmm. but him uh, submitting a uh, report, a five year plan to Teleonsis has no bearing on what he's actually doing as far as what he wants to do with the job. Like that's like, I, uh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Devil's advocate. Maybe it's just communicating to Ted. Here are the things we'd like to do and try to prioritize. Like this is our general approach. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about what that means. Is, is this a is this a two page thing? Is this a twenty seven page thing? Like I, you know, I have no sense for for how seriously we should take something like that. I, I kind of tend to. I like the idea of them trying to have a plan. I don't care so much that it's submitted in a particular format or he's giving Ted a PowerPoint, you know, presentation on what they do. It's just um, try to do something a certain way and be intentional about your choices. Yeah, actions speak louder than words, and so you can submit a plan to Teleonsis, but what are your actions doing? And like, I think, and when you look at Michael Winger, he's taken over this job. He has like certain actions that he has to do right now because there are deadlines. The draft is coming up. Mm-hmm. Free agency is going to be July first. Uh, you know, the like summer league is going to be evaluating the play. Like these are different things. We instead like forget a five year plan. He's got to. Yeah. What are you going to do with the draft pick? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with the free agents? What are you going to do with Bradley Bill? Like those are the things that actually matter. Like whatever he submits for a five year plan doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like he has to. We actions speak louder than words. And we have to see what Michael Winger is going to be able to do as far as actually going out and trying to improve the Wizards as a basketball organization. I think that's, yeah, it's well said. And especially this time of year, maybe save the five-year plan until August or something. It's a little quieter. Like right now, uh, I don't know. I'm, I talked to enough guys sort of in the draft. Well, I'm sure I'm sure Winger uh, presented a five year plan when to get he the job interviewed. in the first place. I'm sure. Right. I'm right. sure. But like that doesn't mean anything. Throw that out the window. You got the job. OK, go put in the work. Yep. What are you going to do with the draft pick? Yep. What are you going to do with the free agents? What are you going to do with Bradley Bill? Those are the things that matter. Forget the five year plan. When when coaches apply for jobs, they come in with their own packet that they put together of this is what I would do with this is this team. This is how I would use these members of the personnel. Like, this is the offense I want to run, the defense I want to run. Like, I'm sure Winger had to do something similar when applying, or at least I hope he did if this, you know, this search was as thorough as they they like to make it out to be. No, I'm sure. And when it comes to that, so when you look at Winger and his background, he's not like a basketball X's and O's guy. So I'm sure he put he put together, you know, how, like people go on job interviews. He'd be like, yeah, I'm an expert at Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <All right>. Like, <laughs> like. I'm sure he told Ted everything that he wanted to hear as far as why he was a capable candidate mm-hmm. of receiving this opportunity. The press release. Yeah, he's got to go out and put in the work. The press oh, like, that's a, like he's got to go out and put in the work. Like that, that's it. That's Back it. it up. Do you, do you uh, have Microsoft Excel expert on your uh, resume or do you actually know how to run Excel? Show us, yeah. The, the press release had... Um, 
that he's an, uh, got expertise around developing a team's short and long-term roster construction strategy, conducting contract and trade negotiations, and navigating NBA salary cap rules. To your point, like those are the things you've said are your level of expertise. Like let's let's see that. It almost sounds like it was copied directly from his cover letter. So maybe that saved uh, the yeah. PR staff and when some you time. Look at it, I mean, uh, running the Washington Wizards, it's a business. Yeah. So this is a guy who has shown that he's a capable CEO of running a business. Yep. I mean, like, we talk about, like, we need a hooper in the front office and all this shit. Like, it, it kind of bothers me. Like, Bob Myers played at UCLA and he won a title, but the dude was a walk-on. Like, let's not ask act like he was an NBA Hall of Famer. Like, it, it's the we that has to be a hooper. It's like, I'd rather just have someone that's smart and can pick things up and if they know more about basketball, great. And it's like you said, if not, you find people to supplement what you do or don't know. So. Exactly. And so we're, we're, when we look at uh, Michael Winger, we're we're going to be evaluating how much he's able to delegate mm-hmm. all of these tasks to people and entrusting the people and the information that he's getting. That's what he's getting paid to do right now. I'm on a group chat with guys that represent different teams and agencies from a draft perspective. And you know, there's all this chatter about, oh, so-and-so is coming in and he's going to talk to this team this week. I've heard jack shit about the Wizards other than that they saw uh, Kaysen Wallace and, and Anthony Black in person. And and those they were at Pro Days, so there were other guys there. But I've heard nothing about private workouts so far. The team has reported nothing about, about players coming in. I've heard nothing about, hey, this guy came in for an interview. Uh, Brandon Miller reportedly interviewed with like 12 teams. I've heard a lot of who those teams were. Um, and I think for him, he was just trying to show that he's humble and there's no off-court stuff. But uh, I didn't hear that the Wizards were one of those teams. And presumably as someone with the eighth pick, you would think you'd be one of the 12. So I, it just we haven't heard a lot of them doing things yet. doesn't mean they're not happening. doesn't mean that Brett and these guys aren't having combos. I heard Wes was very involved in some of the, the pro day scouting. But uh, I would like to start hearing some rumblings that these guys are are already like coming in and kicking ass and making moves. Well, I will say, um, you know, that's kind of tough because who are the the Wizards people point of contact were Brent Greenberg and JT3. And I, from my understanding, there was some confusion about agents calling and trying to organize some of these things. Mm -hmm. But when you look at Michael Winger is higher and this, the draft is three weeks away. So that's what they pay him the big bucks for. Hit the ground running boy. He's supposed to come in and be able to organize all of this. And so to Ted Leonsis, and monumental sports credit, they didn't drag their feet on this. And so they actually kind of have a little bit of uh, leeway, a runway to be able to go into all of those things that you're saying. The other thing I thought was a little interesting, it's just sort of a random note from their press release or, or whatever it was, that uh, the security department of monumental basketball will also report to Winger. I mean, like you said, it's the CEO of the whole business. I just thought that was kind of random with the other list of things he'd, he'd be in there, but uh, not really an important thing. So I guess, do we know the final list of formal interviewees here, Troy? Like you had mentioned Milt Newton. Did he have a real interview? Is that just a soft convo? Is it, is it Langdon? Like fill us in here. Like where, where are we at with this? Cause uh, I know I know you've got some tea on this one. I mean, okay, so when it comes to all of that, it's like, okay, it's a PR spin. Okay, what's yeah. an interview? What's a real interview? What's a right. formal interview? What, like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. I think that in this day and age that everybody applies for jobs. Like, I don't know 
how many people are applying for six figure plus income jobs and are only getting one interview? Sure. Like there's an interview process. So mm-hmm. whether this person got a formal interview or yeah. they flew in for an interview, like this, I'm, like it's really semantics. Yeah. Ted talked to this person about working for this organization. It's, semant- it's, sem- it's semantics. It's semantics. I think that the list of people, um, I think, I think, I think they had about, I, I would say probably about like 10 guys who okay. they seriously consider to be the president of basketball operations for the Wizards. Now, whether that person got one interview, two interviews, former interviews, sit down interview, Zoom interview, I don't know. <laughs> but like, that's like, we got to the PR. Coffee people. lunch with Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't, like, I, I don't want to get into the semantics of that. I got you. But I do know that they did their due diligence. Okay. They talked to a lot of people. No, that's good. I mean, cause, cause they, you know, they beat their own chest about it the last go round. Ted talked to 78 people and Obama and all this shit. And this one, we like, it was really a lot closer to the vest, it seemed like. And, and they didn't do a lot of tooting their own horn, which I actually like as, as a fan of this team is, is just like, head down, do it, talk to the people you want to talk to. And, and we don't have to make like a big, a big thing out of it, especially just to hire a guy that was already in the building the last time. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this process uh, went like that. But mm. like, like I said, I do think that, I don't know, Ted, like Monumental Sports, they got a lot going on right now. I know that they 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 put in a lot of work to, you know, try to make sure that Monumental Basketball is in a good state going forward. And that's business-wise and basketball-wise. So yeah, I think that Michael Winger was a great hire business-wise. And it's it'll be left to be said what he's able to do from a basketball perspective. I I had somebody tag me in this um article and i don't apologies for not citing the article i like to give people credit when when they get stuff but the it's a story about michael winger and and blake griffin i guess um when he left uh when he sort of unceremoniously departed los angeles let's say uh i guess griffin um tried calling the front office and uh griffin couldn't get in touch with anybody so he went to the team facility and talked to michael winger directly said they had an awkward conversation with Winger beating around the bush and simply telling Griffin, you'll be the first call if anything materializes. And then Griffin said on his drive home from that session, he saw a tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski that said he had been traded to the Pistons. Players talk, agents talk, teams talk. These stories, I feel like, don't reflect well on front offices when when business is done a certain way. And I think we had heard some stories about uh, you know, Tommy maybe treating certain players a certain kind of way and, and, and you know, the John Wall stuff and, and this and that and how he got reported. I think, is that something we should be worried about? Is there blowback for things like that? Is Winger viewed in a certain light by, uh, you know, external parties, I guess, let's say? No, I think that when we talk about those things, like it's a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. And so what you just described is everyday GM operations okay what tommy did was something different Mm -hmm. actively lying out loud blatantly yeah lying to multiple people so like i think that those are two different things Mm. so like what he did is how gms operate i got you and so that i don't i don't i don't think that that i don't think those things are uh uh apples and apples no, th- th- that's that's great. And I was kind of hoping that's what you'd say, because, you know, you hear this stuff and, and you don't know anything about the guy. And 
we're not a free agency destination for a lot of reasons. Like you just don't want that to be a thing where like guys aren't going to want to come in because they heard this story. So, so that's good. I think the other thing Winger's done already is whether it's just PR lip service to appease Brad or it's an attempt to to posture to other front offices about how he views Brad from a leverage perspective. I don't know, but uh, he came out and said that Bradley Beal is unequivocally a superstar. The hardest thing to do in the NBA is acquire superstar talent, and it's even harder to acquire superstar talent with his level of character. And so I think it's an extremely fortunate starting place. Should we buy into this at all as Wizards fans that this is his commitment to Beal longer term, or is this just simply, again, GMs doing GM things? That's a PR statement. Yeah. Right. You got to say it. If you don't say it, you look bad, right? It's a PR. I that's 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 my interpretation. Gotcha. I'm 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 totally in the same boat here. Uh, Troy, that's like kind of my list of just main things to talk about real quick. Uh, any anything you want to get off your chest here, or you've or you've been wanting to talk about from from this whole scenario and things? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, the timing of everything, like I think that. If the Wizards knew that they were going to move forward with Tommy, they probably should have got rid of him sooner. Yeah. But like, I can't even be... I think that they made a sound decision that left them adequate time mm-hmm. to be able to go forth and do business to push Washington Wizards basketball forward. So that, that that's my only thing. I think that, you know, Michael Winger, I think he's a great hire. Like I said, when it comes to being able to run monumental basketball from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see what he's able to do from a basketball perspective. But I think that they've entrusted a guy who has proven that he's had success in this in this league as far as pushing teams forward. And so if he's able to come in and you know instill his vision, whether that be his real five-year plan or sure. you know, whatever he's gonna do, like, but he's gotta start one step at a time. So that starts with hitting on this draft pick, yeah. what they're going to do in free agency, mm-hmm. and ultimately what they're going to do with Bradley Bill. Do, do you, like, that's been the other thing that's come out, is that Ted has given him carte blanche to do what he wants with this roster, including a total rebuild, if deemed necessary. I just, everything in my experience as a Wizard fan makes me skeptical of whether that's actually true or not. Like, do you buy that, that he'll have, like, the ability to do it if that's the best move for the org? Yeah, it has to be true because Ted has no other options. Mm-hmm. Like that's we're we're in that position right now where, like, desperate times. Yeah. He's like he he if he if 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 there were anything else, it'd be looking crazy. Yeah, I don't know that he necessarily cares about that. Like, I, you know, that's... Uh, I, he don't. I, I I think that Ted's a lot of things. Like, I think that he has blinders as far as you know, how he's perceived and how he's operating things. But I know for a fact that he don't want to look crazy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we we heard some finally some chatter from national media before this Tommy firing that the Wizards had no plan and no direction. I, I got to think, you know, we, we know Ted blocks everybody on Twitter. So he's spending some time on the Internet. So I'm, I'm sure to your point, he's he saw enough of that stuff. Uh, yeah. And then the other thing you mentioned there, too, is is the timing of this. I think just a lifetime of Wizards fandom has made me. I don't know, a pessimist about sort of everything that they do. Like I never give them the benefit of the doubt. And I, I, I wondered like at a certain point, did they just say like, all right, 
whether it's winger or Langdon or whatever, like F it, we got to make a move. Like the draft is a month away. Like, let's just, let's just make a decision. Uh, or do you think they like, you, you mentioned they went through a full process. They interviewed like 10 guys. Do, do you think they felt like that was a completed process? I guess like they, they, they did everything they needed to do full due diligence. This was the guy regardless of timing. So from my understanding, I think that, I think that they kind of, uh honed in on winger mm-hmm. but they did their due diligence and went through like kind of everybody yeah, else and then and and then brought him in and then when in when when he came in and he you know had his face-to-face interview with ted and everybody then i think that it kind of escalated very quickly as far as like this is our guy but like i said like they were kind of put behind the eight ball mm-hmm. by um you know firing tommy you know a month after the season but, you know, I, I think that they really honed in on Winger and he sold them on why he was qualified for the job. We think, personally, I never felt like Bob Myers was a realistic option for this team. Do, do you think he was involved in this process at all? Like there was real interviews there or this was ever like a realistic possibility that he could have ended up here? Man, I think Bob Myers used probably tried to use the Wizards for leverage so he can get more money on his mm. other contracts. I don't think that that was ever a serious thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's sort of my take here, too. The other thing I want to see from Winger is just the Tommy stuff that always pissed me off the most, and maybe they were inconsequential ultimately, was like an almost total disregard for things like the summer league roster or the first like five workouts we saw pre-draft were always like, I don't know. Here's the backup point guard to the the backup to the backup point guard for Howard or guys that, you know, Maryland's third string point guard. You know what I mean? Like it was it was always like a a couple like just local guy blow off workouts. It seemed like to start the year. And and none of those guys like really ever ended up here in any serious way, even on the G League team. And then as they got along, they they would add in McCore Maker and um, Jules Bernard, who they went out and got later, Trayvon Williams, like people like that. So I, I just want to see them like focus on those kinds of things more and build a summer league roster where like at least half of the guys on the roster could theoretically play on a G League team, which wasn't the case with last year's summer league roster. So just I don't know. I, I feel like you can you can't leave stones unturned, and I feel like the last group left some of those unturned. Yeah, and so and uh, I don't know how he's going to be able to approach uh, all those things that you said. But I got to have faith that he's going to do it different than how the last regime did it. Yep. And we got to uh, entrust in the fact that this is a smart guy and he knows what he knows and he knows what he doesn't. And he's going to be able to entrust the people who know what they're doing to be able to push this thing forward. For sure. Uh, yeah, that's got to be the hope, right, man? Like, that, that's all we need and here that's it. Is I a mean, little hope. At the end of the day, we have to see. We don't, like, you know, this is a guy, he he checks all the boxes. He's He has a great resume. He's got to put in the work. Actions speak louder than words. So it's all TBD. I think that might have to be the title of this episode. Actions speak louder than words because it, you know, it's a believe it when we'll see it, right? Like it, it's just, um, yeah, the Wizards have done enough talking for the last two decades for my liking. Like let's, let's see some actual progress on some stuff. We're perpetually 35 win team, like, you know, make some moves. Uh, yeah, the, the bar is on the floor. So, I mean, he comes in, <laughs> he, he wins 50 games. Like they, they will build a Michael Winger statue. I will contribute personally to that and help crowdfund it if uh, if they can do that. Troy, what do you think the 
like what's the most realistic scenario in your mind going into next year with with Kuzma and Porzingis? Do we see one? Do we see both? Do you have a, like a thought on which one is more likely than the other or or any sense for any of that? I think we'll see both because the Wizards aren't in a position. They don't have many options as far as like different paths they can take. So re-signing both gives them more options to be able to trade both. Yep. So that's just the thing that kind of makes sense to me. T- totally agree. That's a, and that's a I, if I had to pick, I think that KP is going to be back, and I think that Kuzma is kind of up in the air. That's exactly what I said on on our last pod. Was like if if one of them's getting signed and traded somewhere else, it's it's probably Kuzma of the two, just because of um, you know value around the league or flexibility to fit into rosters and presumably making a little bit less money. I don't know. I guess we'll see uh, at the end of the day how, how that piece shakes out. Troy, uh, got anything you're working on? Anything coming down the pipeline here? And I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I, I got some other things that I'm working on, but I'm okay. telling you this to everybody, we're getting into mystics basketball coverage. So okay. be on the lookout for a lot of great things coming from a basketball team that I think the whole city can get behind. I love that. Uh, Troy, if uh, people want to find more of, of your thoughts on this team and coverage, where can they find you? They can follow me on Twitter. Troy Halliburton. That's it. Okay, cool. Uh, you, that will The tag will also be in the episode description. So everybody, if you like this team and you're not already following Troy, uh, you're doing yourself a big disservice because uh, I think, Troy, you, you have as good a perspective on this team as, as anybody I, I know. And I always appreciate the time. And, and thanks for talking to me here. Thank you for having me. Like, I try to keep my ears and boots to the ground. I do it for the people. That's right, man. Somebody's got to do it for us. Somebody has to do it. So, uh, that that's the thing. No propaganda here. Uh, you know, I always appreciate that. It's this is Troy's unfiltered. Hey, this is what I've learned, and this is what you're getting, and and I think uh, that goes a long way with fans. So, thanks for doing what you do, everybody. This is Believe in Wizards. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate all those things. Uh, we are brought to you by BetOnline.ag, and we will catch you next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube